Okay, welcome to the Rockstar Lawyer Project. Ding, ding, ding. We're going to talk about how to get your title shot. Man, why, I, why you need to add fuel to the fire. Add fuel to... What, say it again. Why you need to add fuel to the fire. Fuel to, fuel to the fire, baby. Fuel to the fire. I just wanted to hear Robert's voice. <laughs> fuel to the fire. All right, so, so yeah, I mean, you know... I got watched the McGregor fight this weekend, McGregor Mayweather. Mm-hmm. You're looking at two uh, professionals, one guy uh, with a with a title shot, never had a professional boxing match, however, poised to make like a hundred million dollars off that fight. I mean, it was already worth twenty to thirty million, um, but uh, had never fought a professional boxing match in his entire existence, yet scores a fight to make a hundred mil with somebody who's 49 and 0 in a boxing ring and hangs in with him 10 rounds right. and never went down, but gets called because literally he could not hit back for like a minute. But I give him props for, for hanging in there with a professional boxer. I could he, not have hung in there he, 10 he rounds. Was, he was a, a, he is a professional boxer. He's a, a MMA, MMA fighter. fighter so. Yeah. So he's in that world. Yeah. But he's not a professional boxer. Right. I would say it would be the equivalent of putting Michael Phelps in one lane and the best water polo player on the planet in the other lane and expecting them to race right. and the water polo got to hang in there. Why Why is that fight important? Why are you bringing that up? Because Conor McGregor. All right, so I'm not even saying I like the guy because I do, but I'm not saying that. Whether you like him or not or hate him, you got to respect what he did. The question is, how the fuck did he do it? How do I get my title shot? How do I make $100 million even though I haven't done it yet? How can how in the hell is that possible, Robert? How is that even possible, and how does that apply to business? You've got to start thinking differently if you want to take these, these much larger steps. People, people think too small. They think small. Yeah. So, number one, that people sounds like small. we're going to talk about a lot of different gurus and individuals today because that's what really, really deep down – this is about um, is I mean, you, you ask you ask yeah, a person is thinking think big and how to do that. Their, yeah. their ideas will be based. So I've got a you got a you got a grant car or something like that. that's pretty small in my opinion. right right you got I mean but that's how people think it's like oh it man is, I want yeah. a Lamborghini and that's not bad though I mean it's not bad I think but it's I want small a, if you really I want a blue it. Lamborghini with a new one that's convertible that the top comes off with tan leather seats. And all kind of digital gauges and stuff, <laughs> and a hot chick in the in the passenger seat, <laughs> which hopefully is my wife if she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, getting as specific as possible, you know, right? With with those visions, that's actually how Conor McGregor does it. You would you would want to get it to the point where you know what your number plate is on that vehicle. Y- yes, I think if you're Conor McGregor, that's how he does it. And that's what he wants to do. He and employs focus, focus, so, focus on that. Yeah. So when I started thinking about this show, um, you know, I was I was really amazed last week watching a YouTube video talking about uh, Conor McGregor talking about the law of attraction. Although if you listen to the book, the audiobook, the Australian lady who wrote it, what's her name? I, I Rhonda Bryan. Oh, right, of The Secret. Rhonda yeah, Byrne. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rhonda Byrne. Sorry, Rhonda. Rhonda Byrne, amazing book. I'm on ch- Chapter 8 right now. And uh, uh, that's what Conor McGregor employed. 
to totally check, take him five years ago. The dude's on welfare. Five years ago, he's on welfare. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Because, and he's a talented guy, but he puts in the work. And the, the secret's not about work. But, and, and I keep thinking about like Grant Cardone is, is the devil on this shoulder too. Okay. And he's like, you know, the other shoulder, like, but it is about work, man. It's about, you know, it is about massive action. You know, and we've talked about that at Rockstar Lawyer. That's a good big one. place, right? You have your Tony thinking. Robbins. Tony Robbins is about massive action. You have to, you have to change your thinking, but then you also have to take the action. That's very true. You do, but that's putting the emotion behind it. And I think naturally you just blast off. And it's not like work, it's pleasure. Right. Because you enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, so so McGregor got into the secret when his girlfriend introduced it to him. And, and, and if you watch that YouTube video on Conor McGregor and the Law of Attraction, it's really, really good. And and it also peels back the layers of the onion that is him, which is not just this macho loudmouth persona. There's mm-hmm. some reason thought behind it. And, and it's simply him getting really clear. And he'll tell you in that video, I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works. I don't know what this is about. But if I visualize it, I see it myself, I put it out to the universe, it happens. Yeah. Right? Whether it's driving a Bentley down, you know, in L.A. or down the coast mm-hmm. in California, or it's uh, winning a fight and holding up a belt or two belts for j- two different weight classes. And he doesn't go too far in the future with his projections either. He's not like he doesn't have like a five year plan. He's not that you know far out with it. It's more like, man, I, I got to get this. I got to win this fight. How's that going to happen? How am I going to visualize everything? If I was out there listening to this, though, I'd be thinking to myself, okay, so I, I change my thinking and I do I take action. But most people might think they already do that. Okay, what is the difference between them and McGregor? Well. Okay, and I, I'll put it. I'll put this out there too. I don't think the secret is a secret. I think there's multiple secrets. I don't think there's oh, one sure. secret. Yeah, and I, I think agree. if a guru tells you that they're the only way or the only path, yeah, pack your bags, pack your works. bags, and find another guru because they're full of shit. Yeah, and they're scared for you to talk to anybody else because they know they're full of shit. And the guru yeah. can't do it for you anyway. And really, it's what you already know. Although we talked about some spooky underlying science behind this, and quantum physics, and uncertainty, and superposition, Schrodinger's cat, that type of stuff. Yeah, and we'll dip into that. Okay, we're going to get deep. We're going to get deep, mystic. This is the mystic episode, right? <laughs> deep and crazy. Yeah, and and uh, well, here's the thing. I mean, I think it's crazy not to recognize that. When I mean, you know, Robert Tony Robbins would call it your reticular activating system, okay? In your in your brain. Close your eyes, go to the ballpark, close your eyes, now open them. How many red shirt people are red? Sh- how, no, was, no, no, no. Yeah, how about was, how about just take a snapshot in your head, close your eyes. How many how many red shirts did you see? Like, oh man, I saw it. Then you open your eyes and all you see is freaking red shirts, you know? Right. Now close your eyes. You know, how many red shirts? You know? Yeah, that's the secret of the red shirts. That's that's one against Gary Bensavanga's. Gary Bensavanga? Okay, yeah. who's Gary Bensavanga? He's like legendary as a copywriter. He's like hailed as the greatest copywriter ever. Well, that's an illustration of of your reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. If if you get and it, you know if hey 
Taylor's sitting in the room with us today. Hey, Taylor. Hey, guys. Okay. So Taylor uh, works in communications and marketing for us here um, at McIntyre Elder Law, which is my day job. Also working with us on some Rockstar Lawyer Project work as well and just getting into uh, – we're going to start developing some webinars. We're going to do some webinars. We're going to do webinars on uh, Rockstar Lawyer, uh, the book, which you can buy on Amazon or iTunes. Uh, audiobook is coming out. We've already submitted it for approval, and we're waiting back for an approval. Hopefully, to have a, an approval within a week. Hopefully, the next episode we come to uh, or we come come to you from, we'll be talking about the audiobook, which is amazing. Robert and I both, both voiced it, um, and uh, it was just superbly edited, and I think superbly, superbly oh, spoken as well from my and your voice. I think we did a great job. Certainly put a lot of hard work into it. And we're going to – yeah, so, so we want you to go out and buy that first so you'll be on the same page, okay? Uh, you know, if you want to uh, really look at adding more fuel to the fire, and that's what we're talking about today. I mean, you know, it's the, it's the title fight episode. However, adding fuel to the fire is really what we're talking about. Conor McGregor could have been a regular fighter. Mm-hmm. He could have been a regular fighter, dude. But he's not. And why is he not? Why isn't it somebody else? Is there somebody else that's a, that's more talented than him? Why didn't why didn't any of the other hundreds? It's about talent. Why didn't any of the other hundreds of thousands of fighters out there? Why aren't they fighting Floyd Mayweather that are actually boxers? Well, he used a three words in his video singularity of focus that just that's right and that's what he used the secret to help him do he he poured more fuel on the fire that's what he did that's what separated i mean you can have all the talent in the world but if you don't really believe you can use it that's what separates a a michael jordan from another from clyde drexler who had similar athletic abilities during the same day okay i mean it's the fuel it's the will to win the secret really delves into some other etherical things that are basically talking about, and I'm reading, reading the secret right now, um, talks about throwing out there to the universe um, what you really want, getting rid of the negative thoughts, because when you think those, when you talk about those, that's what you attract. Taylor, when you buy a new dress, don't you, don't you automatically walk around and see other people with that dress on? Yes. And you see, are the same color and things like that. When you buy a new car, Robert, you buy a new car, you're so thrilled, you go around and you realize – Everybody else in town has that damn car, right? <laughs> yeah. And you never saw that before, right? Yeah. That's how That's it true. works. So, I mean, you know, it's either you're recognizing it or the universe is actually drawing those things to you. Um, the secret would say that you're actually attracting like a magnet, what you're thinking about. Yeah. And your thoughts are projecting on a certain frequency or wavelength. And that when you're in a positive, happy mood, and let go of the negative that you are on the wavelength to attract those things. One of the one of the issues though is that most people believe they're focusing on what they want, and really they're focusing on what they don't. Want. Yeah, they focus on that's the secret. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want. I don't want to lose all my money. I don't want this no. house. I don't want to pay this bill. Right? Right, right. So you know, I want to pay this bill. I want to pay big bills. You know why? Because if I'm paying big bills. That means I got big money, making big money. That's, That's right. right. That's right. So, so yeah. So you, so you want to think, you want to flip that and think it of it in a positive way. Just like Biggie Small said, more money, more problems, right? More, <laughs> bigger, bigger money, bigger bills, right? So, so yeah. So, so you know, for me, those things are great, but I have to keep 
pollen fuel, Ooh. pollen gasoline. This is a Grant Cardone term. More fuel in the fire. Now, Cardone would tell you, you, you not to listen to. to other mentors, but I think that's bullshit. You don't have to pour fuel in the fire. You know, all you've got to do is look out the world. You've just got to turn on your computer or the TV. You can get sucked down into the I, negative. I thought about that. On. I thought I was popping open my Fox News app or my CNN app. You know, I'll, I'll go through all of it this morning when I woke up, you know, looking at the news, and I'm like, I need to get my head out of this stuff. This is ridiculous. I mean, you, you can go upstairs, yeah. meditate for half an hour, come down, I did meditate the news on, and then within two minutes, you can be back where you were. That's or, right. Or lower. Well, so you want to keep your head above that, and, and you want to pop, pour positive fuel on the fire. Yeah. Um, what you want to you want to learn also though it's not just about pouring fuel on the fire you want to learn pouring the right fuel on the fire even looking at all the negative crap that's going on in your life right. if you can learn to use that to lift you forward so if if there's something negative coming at you you know at that point that's something you need to let go of. And if you can let go of it, then you can move up. If you use all of these negativities to, to do that, so you, I'm can, sure. you can really fire up pretty fast. I mean, yeah, ne- negative stuff can be used in a positive way. Yeah, there's exactly. no doubt about it. Exactly. Negative things all, all the time are used. Michael Jordan is a perfect example of that. He's cut from his high school basketball team, like 10th grade year. Right? Yes, that's just so crazy. Brother used to beat him up in the backyard, you know, at basketball all the time. And then he used that. As, and, and, you know, really harbored that. I mean, in his Hall of Fame induction speech, first thing he talked about, he invited the coach that cut him to to the Hall of Fame speech. So okay. in that in that case, he, I mean, he never it, let go of it. Was it his belief that made him talented, or did he have no, no, natural no. He was talent ta- that was just hidden? We all have natural talents, okay? Oh, we sure. all have natural talents. Agreed? Yeah. We all have natural talents. I mean, we're not a round tire. I mean, we're horribly flat on some sides. Mm-hmm. We all are. And then we're really, really pointy on the other side. That's how we're really built, right? We're not like a balanced. Not that analogy we're not a balanced tire. We're not like a it's well-rounded. We're not a well-rounded individual. Like, yeah. like the school system wants us to be. In math, English, physics, everything, right? We want right. validatory right. and everything. Whatever. I want the kid working for me who's really, really, really good and talented at the job that I picked him. Right. Yeah. So, so we're all naturally talented in some ways. Michael Jordan could dunk the heck out of basketball. What gave him the ability, though, to be defensive player of the year, um, uh, you know, and also develop a great jump shot and develop a better outside shooting and always work on his game. That was like work ethic and the will to win that gave you the ability to go to the next level. There's a ton of people out there. Everybody on that level is talented, really talented in the pros. You're really talented. Mm-hmm. What really yeah. separates them, though, is uh, is that freaking that deep down monster man that drives them. You know, that's really what it is, and that's the same with business. I believe. I mean, I think it's the the deep down monster that and drives brings them. into it, especially the ninety nine point ninety nine percent of businesses out there in the world who are not Bill Gates, sorry, Bill, not Steve Jobs, not Mark Zuckerberg who developed Facebook, and not the guy who developed Uber. Because those are like overnight flash in a pan, you know, just holy crap, I just made $100 billion in one day. Mm-hmm. Shit, you know, or some Facebook bought Snapchat and I developed that app, you know what I mean? Or some crap, or I developed this game that made a million bucks, right? I mean, yeah. those are 
those to me are like, dude, you might as well go to the store and buy a lottery ticket. Right. Most of us are out there grinding it out every day as an attorney, as a dry cleaning owner, as a jewelry salesman on the side, or I'm selling like facial products or, or I'm saying, you know, anything, right? Uh, so, so I've taken, we had photographs made the office. I'm taking photographs and the guy did not understand. Chip, if you're listening out there, I love you, bro. Chip did not understand. By the time I got to work today, he had already taken everybody's pics. Okay. And I was late today because I had to really look good. <laughs> it takes a while. And well, you are looking good. Thanks, like bro. Time. Appreciate that. Purple is the color of kings. And, uh, and, and <laughs> so, so, he, he couldn't understand why I wanted everybody's picture taken with their name tags on. And that's because, damn it, I put a lot of thought into the name tag thing. I didn't just say, hey, I think we ought to have name tags. I like did research and I read about it. And I found out that people psycho- psychologically, like there's a trust automatically built more than if you just walk in and say, hey, whoever you are, can you help me? Hey, Taylor. Can you help me? You know their name. There's already a name rapport there. There's a trust there. It's just if you're going across the bridge from no trust to trust, yeah, it makes it, it more gets personal. you, yeah, it gets you further along that bridge, and that's why we do it. And then if we take snapshots of our team, we all want to have our name tags on because that's what the hell we do, you know. And that's a big deal. And he didn't think it was a big deal. He'd already shot everybody without. So I had him reshoot, them. and that's why. Okay. And, and if you're serious about your business and the and, and the the work you do, I mean, you know, in regards to business, it's also about understanding who your prospect is. Yes. You have to know that. True. The more you know that, the better off you are. So, which is huge in marketing. So, so basically like, like me grinding it out every other day, every day, every day with other attorneys and things <laughs> like that, day. like <laughs> every other day, the day that I'm saying, yeah, every day, you know, I mean, that's where most of us are, and we got to take that seriously. So that what makes the difference in me and the attorney down the road are my fucking name tags, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. I, that, that I have policies and procedures, that I don't try to haphazardly do things every time we do them and start over at square one and vary every time we do things, that we do things the same way every fucking time. Right. And I, and I value my time and the time I put in developing those, or else why would I do them? And I expect the photographer shooting that to value my time too that I put in there and not treat my business like I'm some small law firm. I bet you he wouldn't go to Walmart and shoot their employees without your damn name tags or their best. Well, how, how do you know you, why? Because that's, that's their policy and procedure at Walmart. How do you yeah. add fuel to the fire every day? Is there a, is every there a process day. you use? Yeah, you read and you go get stuff like uh, information and you have coaches. It's all part of that. It's all keeping clear. Keep it's it's getting someone clear. keep uh, keep you accountable. Well, that that or clearing out the negative because I mean, let's face yeah. it, it's so easy to get distracted, even with all the self help stuff that is available. I'm not. I'm not with self. See, self help is bullshit. Well, it, it's what we're talking about here, though. Well, but self help books aren't self help. I'm not talking about self help. You're not helping might. yourself. You're not helping yourself. You're listening to people who. You're listening. The secret is written by Ms. Ms. Burns. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and she's a process of self. And Bob, if I meet with, with Bob, right, he's helping me. Do right? you think those You're are self help? I think those are self help, don't you? I this think is self help. I mean, it's helping yourself, it's helping whoever. Yourself is helped, I agree. 
Okay. But, but, but it takes, it takes a team. It takes mentors. Yeah. It takes, it takes, I mean, people in the movies can be your mentor. I don't think they have Mm -hmm. to physically be in front of you. People in your family can be your mentors. It could be, my dad's a great mentor to me. My grandfather was a mentor to me. Um, my, you know, uh, people on the radio could be a mentor to me. I listen to a lot of podcasts that are mentors to me. I listen to audiobooks. I read books. Those are mentors to me. It's helping me, yes, but it's not self-help. I mean, it's a group effort. You know what I mean? And I and now with the technology, yeah, I'm I'm able to take I'm able to have a huge team. I mean, dude, I've got people that are worth hundreds of millions on my team, right? That are working for me every day. So, so I think self-help as a term is bullshit. I don't, I don't, I don't use the term self-help because I got a lot of people on my team that are helping me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm into helping a lot of other people, right? Um, so, so, and that's what we're doing now is we're just putting out our experiences with business, and you use them in your life however you want to. Now, I take positive things from a number of different resources. It's said that. The average CEO out there of big corporations read about 50 books per year. That's what Bill Gates says he reads. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Elon Musk is an avid reader. Um, when he asked how, how he learned to build rockets, he said, I read books. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg resolved to read a book every two weeks throughout 2015. Oprah Winfrey selects her favorite book of the month. Right for book of the month club things like that. So, so they're all avid readers, okay. And that doesn't mean you can't use audiobooks because that's bullshit. Because I use a lot of audiobooks, yeah. all right. And audiobooks, I'll tell you something I used to do too that I haven't done lately. We could talk about the fine wine versus chugging a beer. Is I would speed up on audiobooks. You can speed them up as much as you want to. And in speed reading, which is also called spreading, for those of you who are in competitive competitive uh, uh, debate. Okay, so competitive debater debaters do what they call spreading, and they speed read. They speed read because they have a limited amount of time to get in facts based information to back up their arguments. Okay, so if you speed read it, and the human brain can comprehend six times faster than I'm speaking to you right now. Oh yeah, I believe. Okay, you can comprehend. I, I can speed this up up to six times, and you would comprehend it the same as I'm speaking right now. So in speed and in, in, uh, debate competitions at a high level, high, at high level high school and college debate, they speed read and they just get into speed reading and they get in as much information as they can in the time frame, right? So you can do that with audiobooks, okay? And you can have them play back to you double time, triple time, quadruple time. I can do that with my, my iTunes you know, app to, you know, to play back, right? And I do that on a regular basis. Yeah. But is that the same? Do you get the same quality? Well, yeah, it's your comprehension is good. Chugging a beer versus because uh, Ty Lopez, if you know who Ty Lopez is, we did an interview that was pretty good with Grant Cardone a few weeks ago. Ty Lopez is a huge internet guy, you know, does a lot of sales and business. You know, I'm really not sure what the fuck Ty Lopez does, to be honest with you. I, I just know he got, he's got a lot of hits on YouTube and he makes a lot of money that way. I haven't, he heard, YouTube I haven't heard the guy's name until right. today. Basically, he hangs out with a lot of girls in nice cars. Okay? <laughs> That's really his whole shtick. Okay, which, which you know, I mean, good, famous for good him. for him, man. Yeah, but people, a lot of people watch watch his videos. Okay, apparently, I mean, I, I really haven't looked into Ty Lopez a lot, and really, I can say from what I've seen so far, I don't really take the guy seriously. But you know, I could be totally wrong. Okay, and 
Sounds like Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yes, he kind of has that persona, but but he uh, but he's worth a hell of a lot more money than I am. He's very positive, right? See, I'm see, I shouldn't be putting out that negative stuff, Ty. I mean, I'm digging what you're doing, man. Whatever it is, it's working. And uh, and Ty Lopez reads one book per day. But that is that one is book why that is why we do need to pour the fuel on the fiber because you get distracted so easily. Yeah, yeah. Well, not just distracted. For me, I wind down. So Ty Lopez has this one video he did, okay, and they talked about it on the, the, on the Cardone interview, where he he has he had brought in a ton of bookshelves that houses books, okay, mm-hmm. and he had them in the garage. What else is in the garage, do you think? Well, cars, Lamborghinis, yeah, and stuff like that, okay? So he has this video, he's out there he's showing you. got the Lamborghini. Yeah, right. so he's yeah. out there showing you, and he's talking about, you know, all these books he's got on the wall, you know, in these bookshelves, right? Mm-hmm. And that he reads one per day. And then really what you're saying is you do see the bookshelves on the wall, but it's all the Lamborghinis. And he has some entertaining stuff, right? So there's an entertainment aspect to Ty Lopez that he's doing where it's really fun to watch his stuff, okay? And you want to watch it, right? And But, but I'm there's not, also... I'm not sure I could do one a day because if I was reading one book a day, I'd be doing nothing else. I wouldn't have time. I'd just he, be reading he, he, a book, he, and that would be the end of the day. And well, it was sudden, the quality. The quality. For, well, there there is an actual term. Taylor, you should find the term. I don't know what's the term, Taylor. It's 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 uh if you allotted a time a time for an event, okay, you're going to get it done within that time limit, right? Yeah, and I I know what you mean. I don't know what yeah. it's called, yeah. but I know so, what you mean. So I'm I, my guess is he's allotting himself an hour per day. A couple hours per day to, to read that book. Mm-hmm. So the quality he takes out of that book is within that time. Right. There's got to be some loss there. Either that or you're hitting the high points and that's what you need. Yeah. But regardless, you need to put fuel on the fire. And that's how you win the fight. That's how you're Conor McGregor because he read the damn book and he bought into it. This, of course, brings in other areas that we've spoken about before, such as passion. Well, that's passion. He put passion behind it. He put emotion and passion behind it. If you don't have that, you're you're not going to really focus. Which equals which equal to him focusing on one thing. It's like yeah. it's like the having New Year's resolutions. Most people drop them after about a week or two. True, unless you put a crap load of emotion. Yeah, behind exactly. It. And exactly. that's passion. You put a ton of emotion, but it doesn't have to be passion, in my opinion. I mean, it could be anger, right? It could be something really negative. You just put. I, I suppose so. Yeah. It's still an emotion. Yeah. You, I mean, you put you put emotion. But it could be more damaging to you than. Could, yeah. What did Buddha say about what revenge and anger? And, I can't remember. It's like a hot rock. Burns the one that holds it. Right. Yeah. So so you know so so yeah but but still I mean there's been plenty of people who've achieved great things or amazing things. Based off revenge and anger, yeah, and being pissed off, you know, there's no doubt. Maybe you're pissed off being poor, you know, but you know the law of attraction would say stop doing that and start being really excited about the money that's in your life, right? In the present tense, yeah, that's what the secret would tell you. Or as vitamin G, as you said, optimus would would call it. Yeah, I mean, so for me, the way you win the fight, period, is staying positive. Which is based off our last, you know, going back to our last episode, positive forward motion, mm-hmm. and and keep f- 
finding people to read about and to draw from that add to your life, even if you don't think they will, in my opinion. Just take in that information and see how you can incorporate it. I spent this morning doing a marketing meeting with Taylor, talking about ClickFunnels, which mm-hmm. is a Russell Brunson guy who started it who was like – yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and 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 I I watched I watched that on a on a conference that I meant to go to, but I bought the film of it where it was live broadcast, so I can go back in and watch it anytime. And I've watched about a day and a half of it, and I've already gotten two amazing ideas from it to apply in my other business. Okay, and I mean it's just picking from different industries. We talk about that in Rockstar Lawyer, don't we? Yeah, we talk about taking. Treating business like business, not segmenting a law firm from an accountant's office from somebody who's selling makeup. Okay, they're all businesses, and we're selling products and services. Yeah. And how? What can we pull from those businesses to to help us? Yeah, even even a lawyer is a salesperson. So, in summary, in order to win the fight, and you know what, we're talking about winning the fight. We're, dude, Conor McGregor didn't win that fight. Just being in the fight made him a hundred million bucks. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that everything's going to work out the way you visualize it in the most detail in your head. And then you keep reading and keep your motivation up. And that's part of keeping the motivation up. That's what I have to have or else it's just me and my own head. And that's, that's self help. And that's a bad place to be because, you know, when I just have an echo chamber in my own head, of thoughts rolling around. I've got to have these other voices to check, you know, these other, these other, these other mentors, these other things that draw from to yeah. keep me to know that this is not the end of the world, right? So the sun will rise and tomorrow will be a great day. And what are the opportunities I have from this loss? Well, exactly. What are the that, opportunities? That can, be, that can be huge. It can take what, you in a whole new direction. What are the opportunities Conor McGregor has from this loss besides having a hundred million in the bank? <clears throat> More than he had before. He will maybe be motivated to improve himself to do better in the next fight. Oh shit, yeah! I mean, you're, I mean, you know, to get training oh, even from, harder than how you did much confidence time. do you gain from fighting one of the best fighters in the ten world rounds. ever? Yeah. Ten rounds, yeah, exactly. And, and, in your rounds. first boxing match, you can go back to the UFC and say, "I'm the best fucking boxer that ever fought in the UFC." You wouldn't have lasted two rounds, you know, to the other fighter, right? right? And I have that confidence, right? I have the confidence to go up against any other boxer because I've already gone up against the best in that weight division. Yeah. I mean, I got the world's my oyster. He walked out there to the post-fight press conference, which I watched the next day, carrying whiskey. That was McGregor whiskey that he said would be out soon, that he was going to make sure was out soon. With a, with a glass in the other hand, well, drinking whiskey in and a designer fucking – suit that was badass and that he's going to start selling you know his own line you know he's always dressed to the nines and usually other people dressing him like Versace or somebody like that and i mean the guy has a mouth on him that doesn't stop i mean i would compare him maybe he's maybe even close to me rob i'm just saying and then (laughs) and then he does he's got a mouth on him that that does not stop and i mean he could call boxing matches on the side Mm -hmm. he could be a commentator Later on in his career, he's got so many more options because he was at least in the fight and not scared to put himself out there, mm-hmm. which means he had to have so much confidence and mentors. And he sur- surrounds himself yeah. with extremely positive people, too. That was another, I started to do this 
But I, we had done so much on positivity last week, we just eliminated somebody from our team. Okay. Actually, that person just eliminated themselves. Okay. But that was what we wanted to happen. And McGregor only has a tight knit group of extremely positive people who contribute in a positive way to his life. From his girlfriend, who just mm-hmm. had his baby, from his baby mama to his, to, you know, to his trainers, to everybody around him, are helping him, right? Helping push, push, push there. Many, many hands make light work. That's something that. Well, you, you, I've did, heard you did mention for, for something years. there that that is really important that maybe we can talk about next time is you can't be scared of doing it, putting yourself out there. Well, then losing become that fear really, can hold people. Losing back doesn't so even, easily. doesn't even enter my mind anymore. Really, I don't even. It's not. There is no losing, man. No. no, I mean, if and I learn from yeah. it. It's not a loss. Mm-hmm. If you make use of it, it's not no. A loss. There's no, see, and that's my point. Is there is no losing for 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 McGregor in that mindset? He's achieved this point where there's no loss. Which to me brings back to that question: If you could do anything, if you knew you could not fail, what would you do? That's a question. That well, that's the thing. Should ask that's themselves. and right because then they're 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 on the the biggest stage possible. They're not shooting low with their dreams. Right. Yeah. What would you do if you had no limitations, Rob? It's one of those questions that you, you put out there, and then when you're asked it, there's just so many options. One thing that I have wanted to do that I've never got even close to doing so far is climb Everest. Climb Mount Everest? Okay, yeah. cool. I would, I, I would love to put myself in that situation. Let's go, I know it's let's hell. Do it together, man. I let's know do it. it would be, you'd get up there and you'd be thinking to yourself, <laughs> why <laughs> am I doing this? Yes, let's do this it. is painful. This hurts. Let's do it. But I would love to do that. I would also like to, I'd also like to do some parachuting. Jump out of a plane just to scare that, the that crap was mine. out of myself. That was mine. I'd love to, to do some, some parachuting. Me, I'm, I'm in a business sense. I would love to be, to just have all this gravitate. Okay, I want to be looked upon as a world-renowned guru on business philosophy, and and that's well, that, a, that's that I'm going to coin a new term: business fucking philosophy. Okay, that's what I want to be. When, when in reality, I'm still just I'm really just extremely humble and learning all the time, and I don't know anything. I know I don't know anything. Well, I'm just that simply would be a mirror. Thing would be to get to the point in speaking where I could control an audience like Tony Robbins and yeah. turn up to yeah. that event in an Aston Martin. I just want to do it, of course. I mean, you know, to me, I mean, I'll be real with it. I don't even give a shit about that. You know, I care more about. I'm more of the Warren Buffett who still lives in the same ranch house he bought when he was like first married for like forty grand, and. And he, uh, yeah, he yeah. he doesn't really care that much about many material things, well, but he loves not, his private jet so that he can reach <laughs> so that he can reach anywhere on the planet. It's okay. not so much about about the financial side with regards to controlling an audience. It's it's having the confidence oh, to get right. up there and do it. I was talking about showing up in the car. Yeah, but I mean, no, I like cars too. No. I have a lot to you. I mean, that'd be nice too. It'd be a good friend's benefit. But but you know, I just I do. I want to be. Uh, able to go anywhere on planet Earth I want to when I want to, 
but I want it to always be about helping somebody else, and I'd like it to involve business. And it's giving a seminar in Japan. We were talking about that this morning. Yep. Or, or giving one in England. You mean to troops, the aid and attendance stuff and or the rock star stuff? I'm talking about the rock star stuff. I can hit on that aid and attendance stuff also, okay? And those relationships that we make, Rob, when we make them, mm-hmm. uh, will help us do that, right? And if you got any relation, any connections out there you want us to come in and speak, then uh, we'd be glad to do that, okay? With, to any audience. I'll go to Japan. Been there before. Go there again. But if people want to contact us about anything here and make comments, how do they do that? They well, they can call us. What's the number? 866-866-6472. Okay. And also, they can go to lawyergreg.com and learn a ton about us and what we're yeah. doing. Uh, you can order and read Rockstar Lawyer. Rockstar Lawyer. Um, will you tell me the copy? That copy over there? Rockstar Lawyer. I've got a copy in my hands right now. Um, has an expanded table of contents so you can drill down. To, uh, and what I mean is it's a detailed table of contents. So you can go down to any any section that you're maybe dealing with in life or business or just thinking about. Um, guarantee you, I've probably made every mistake possible in, in, in business, law and business, okay, that you could possibly make. I guarantee you, I've already made it. So if you're interested on my spin on it and positive take and how to uh, really, I think, get clear on getting outside of, the traditional way of doing things, traditional mindset, mm-hmm. and 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 just thinking about, I hate the term out of, outside of the box, but just thinking about how you should do it, okay? How to make it yours, right? right. In any business uh, that fits your talents, right? And making your business and, and amplifying that, right? Doing the most with the least, doing the most with the least amount of money, effort, resources. I mean, that's really my guiding principle of business is doing the most in the least with the least and growing, getting to the next step and then climbing the next one, right? Right. And 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 thinking big, not containing yourself to, you know, to, to small goals. I mean, it's up to you what you do with your life. I think the world really is your oyster. Um, buy Rockstar Lawyer. You can do that by going uh, to uh, the lawyergreg.com website, or you can just go to Amazon, iTunes, any of those. I'll tell you my favorite part of that book that I put the most work into is uh, is – the advanced ebook, the enhanced or enhanced ebook, the enhanced ebook on iTunes is that that thing's amazing. That's an achievement of technology, of literary technology. And because you're reading it, and all of a sudden there's a video right there within the book where you're listening to me talk about a specific thing and how that worked and how that, you know, the problems I had with it and what you might think. And and then in the end of each chapter, you know, you're you're to go post whatever you need to to the lawyer greg website which you can log in and create an account post things up and and also you can you know at the end of each chapter it has different exercises just for you to go to and go through um, so that you have experienced what i experienced writing it and what i was talking about and you really really grasp it so so it's very much like a teaching tool in a class um, so so my my whole reason for writing Rockstar Lawyer, along with Rob, Rob Christensen, Robert Christensen, who's Rob the Brit to everybody else out there, a British Rob. Either way, I've fought back and forth between Rob the Brit. Which one is it? Which one's your hashtag? British Rob has to be. I have an email now. Is it British Rob? I can't call you Rob the Brit. Okay. It has to be. British Rob. Okay, so British Rob is to help give people more fuel to pour on their fires, right? 
I know it's coming at you from different direction, but this is positive fuel to throw on your fire. And uh, and if you ever need us, let us know. We'll come to you. Um, yep. we'll, we'd be glad to give speaking engagements. Uh, and uh, hit us up also on Lawyer Greg, at Lawyer Greg on Twitter. And rate our podcast, five-star rate our podcast, okay? That's going to get us higher in the rankings and more people will hear what you're hearing. Um, so uh, I'm extremely unselfish with my content. I'm not charging you a dime for this. So please rate our podcast, five-star rating. Also, um, get us questions. We'll field your questions. We need to start fielding yeah, questions a, on some of these. That's a good idea. And have a great day. You want to say, say bye, Taylor? Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>